This is Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, welcome to the George Bravo Jr. Show. Thank you, everybody. I know you. <laughs> I know that sentiment is for real out there. You know, it's uh, you know, it's 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 for real because uh, I get so much uh, positive feedback on the show. Sometimes negative, but you know, it's all constructive, and that's a good thing. Anyway, uh, it's going to be a great week, folks. We got a, a whole host of um, things to talk about. And a guest on the show. Um, that's great. It's unbooked for for the entire week, you know, but that re- remains to be seen. Sometimes, you know. So, anyway, um, you know, we've been off for a few days, three days. We ha- we've had a bye week, just like uh, the Bears had a bye week, but they came back off their bye week and they lost. They got beat badly. Uh, that's another uh, topic for another time. This is not a sports show, but sometimes we do. I do cover sports because I am a sports fan. I do like the Bears. I, I do like the Packers. The Packers without, without uh, Aaron Rodgers beat the Bears. The Bears were favorite, and they were on a bye week. They just couldn't pull it off. I mean, this is uh, – don't even think about the Bears trying to make the playoffs. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. What the Bears need, just like the Bulls, they need to rebuild from top to bottom. They need to get rid of John Fox. He's one of the worst coaches they've ever had. He might have been a good coach in a. He might have been a great coach back in the day before he gotten with the Bears, but it seemed like seem as though now he's lost some of his stuff. You know, you know. I mean, seem like he he talks with you know as if he's about to throw up or something. Um. Anyway, Bears lost, and uh, that that was uh, today is Monday at the taping of this show, and uh, they played yesterday, okay, and they played the Packers, Chicago Bears football team. In case you don't know, uh, they played the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, and the the Packers still beat them. They just can't seem. To, I know Jay Cutler is probably laughing. He's probably, he's probably cut, cutting up laughing because uh, they got rid of him because they felt that he was holding the Bears back. But the Bears are just holding themselves back, if you think about it. I mean, it, it, it's just crazy, you know. All righty, uh, maybe next Sunday, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. But the Bears can kiss the playoffs goodbye. They're three and six. There's no way in the world that they're going to make um, a postseason. You know, it ain't going to happen. Uh they don't lost two, one, three, 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 six. Oh, wow, that's terrible. Anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me right here on Black Talk Radio. We've been doing this a while, and I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of the show. I'm proud of myself for hanging in here for that long. And um, I'm, a pr- I, I'm proud of every guest that, have, that has appeared on the show and that will appear here at some time in the future. And uh, it's just been wonderful. I've had a lot of fun. And I've uh, uh, had a lot of guests on the show that they also had fun. You know, I mean, you don't, I mean, when you call and ask a guest to be on your show, the first thing they they do not expect once they come on the show, uh, if they accept to be booked on the show, they don't expect to have fun. But uh, 
in some cases, they do have fun. I mean, because um, I don't really interview guests. It, it's more like a conversation. You know, I don't, uh, but sometimes I have to keep things flowing and get things back on track. But basically, it's 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 fun. It's just a conversation that we're having. Someone told me that a long time ago. Um, or did I read it somewhere? Um, do not give interviews, especially as a talk show, you know, a radio show host. Do not give interviews. Do not call it interviews. Call it conversation. And that's what I call it, conversation. And some of those conversations are really, really fun, you know. And um, it's been great. It's been great. All right. Uh, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Once again, follow me on Facebook. I'm looking at Huffington Post here, Huff Post, as they're calling it, because Ariana Huffington is no longer owns it or or has a share in it. She's gone. She's rich. I'm pretty sure whoever bought it from her, they they, they gave her a lot of cash. Anyway, it's saying here that uh, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, excuse me, Donald Trump Jr. contact WikiLeaks during the campaign. If it ain't one thing, it's another that comes out of this White House, that comes out of Washington involving the criminals in the White House. The criminal, this is just adding more fuel to the fire, you know, gasoline to the fire. Uh, and what's coming out, uh, out of this White House, out of Washington. And you can't ignore it. I've, I've told people, I said, pay attention to what's going on in your country, in America. This is your country. These, these people in the White House, they're trying to take away your, your country, your happiness, your democracy, your freedom, especially your freedom of speech. Your freedom of speech, the First Amendment. They're trying to take that away. Pay attention to what's going on in your country and fight back. Fight back. And I want to congratulate the people who voted Tuesday to, um, you know, put a Democrat in there uh, in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Because we were all out there saying, vote, 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 vote Democrat, vote Democrat. Even though I am not a Democrat, I'm, I'm an independent. There should be an independent party somewhere. I think... Uh, Bernie Sanders is saying the same thing, that there should be an independent party. Just like there's a Republican Party or a Democratic Party, there should be a party for independence because I am an independent. I'm not a Republican. I'm, I am not um, a, a Democrat, but most independents lean Democratic, okay? I, I don't know if I lean Democratic, but I may share some of their values, uh, but I sure in the hell do not. <laughs> Uh, uh, share any Republican values. A years, I think a few years ago, I voted Republican. Yeah, I did it twice. But I learned. And hopefully, if you've been voting Republican, you, were, you will learn also. Because our country is in a pearl. It is in a mess. Donald Trump is on his last leg of, uh, over here at Asia. And once again, true Trumpian style, he has embarrassed the United States. <laughs> there is no doubt about it. I mean, he, he and Putin, Vladimir Putin, he, he and his best friend, 
they ought to go somewhere and rumple through the tulips or somewhere. I mean, I mean, he is just mush. If you've been watching this, you you know that Trump is just complete mush when he gets around his <laughs> his the the person that he admires. Put it that way. When he gets around the per, who who is Vladimir Putin. When he gets around the person that he admires, he is just mush. He's romping through the tulips with this guy. Believing everything he said. Well, Trump, I didn't have anything to do with uh, Russia meddling in the 2016 election. Oh, Putin, I believe you. I'm going to go back and tell the world that you ain't had nothing to do with it. Okay, Trump. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And uh, now the report just come out is that Trump Jr. Contact with the contact with WikiLeaks during the campaign. And you might remember Trump uh, said during during one at one of his rallies during the campaign that he looked straight in the camera and says, Russia, if you're listening, uh, hack. I want. 33,000 emails of Hillary Clinton. WikiLeaks did it for him. WikiLeaks did this. So this is, I'm looking at the headline of the headline, the byline headline or whatever uh, of this article report, Trump Jr. contact with WikiLeaks during campaign. This guy is going, just like his daddy, he's going to jail. I mean, it's, I mean, Bob Mueller should have 50 handcuffs along with leg irons for everybody in that White House. Donald Trump, uh, Kelly, the rest of them, Bannon, all of these creeps, you know, uh, that's around trying to screw up America. And uh, he should have nothing but leg irons and handcuffs for these folks. And we're all hoping that. We're all hoping that these people go to jail. And we're all hoping that Donald Trump goes to jail before he destroys America. Because that's what this man is about to do with Putin. I think they're working together. I think Russia and Trump is working together on bringing down America. They're working together to try to get as much as, as much financially, from ruining America. There's no doubt about it, folks. Trump is a fake president. He was put in by Russia, his, his uh, 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 partner in crime, Putin. Put in by Putin. That makes him a fake president. That makes him not a real president. That makes this election should be null and void. Not and void. Whether it should be given to Hillary Clinton is another thing, but he is not a real president. There is no doubt about it. This this guy con- concluded, with, uh, if I can say the word, colluded with Russia to get him to make him president. He's not a real president. He's broken the law. Treason is written all over his orange face. And yet we have a Congress that will do nothing about this. They will not do anything about this treasonous fool that we have in the White House. 
an idiot on top of an idiot, a fool, a dummy. Everybody's calling them dumb and stupid. I mean, you look at you look at this, some of these talk shows. You listen to some of these uh, speakers out here. First thing that come out of their mouth: Trump, stupid. Trump, dumb. And he was <laughs> he did a video. He was on uh, on television the other night about a week ago. Or so saying that how that he was smart. He had a he had a IQ, a high IQ. Give me a break. Give us all a break. This man needs to um, to to go. He needs to go. But the Democrats in Alabama, you know, Alabama, Roy Moore, this guy, another person has come out saying that he molested her. And this is the fifth woman. And he's constantly saying he didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm going to sue the Washington Post. They uh, uh, reported the story first. I'm going to sue them. Why sue the Washington Post? They were just doing their job. They just reported what they heard. And it happens to be true because these women keep coming after him. This guy is through. But he's dead, but he won't lie down, okay? He's done. This guy's through. It's over. And a Democrat that's running a, running uh, against him, Doug Jones, you hardly hear anything. This guy hardly says anything. The Democrats are hardly uh, trying to push this guy. The Democrats, uh, the Democratic Party, they're not even trying to push him. And he's not saying anything. Because Roy... It could be because Roy Moore is taking all the air out of the room with these allegations. And some people saying they're not allegations anymore. They are factual. It's factual. He did this, you know, but he's crying out there now. He's crying. I mean, I I think he did it, too. I mean, you know, I mean, there's too much evidence to say that he didn't do it. Because well, I think the other day and said, well, he, everybody knew that he dated young teens. No, he didn't. I didn't know it. I mean, he's an adult dating teenagers. Now that's statutory right there. You know, he never, he, from my understanding, he did not deny that he dated teenagers. He did not deny it. Only thing he said is that he didn't sexually harass anyone. He didn't rape anyone. But he never denied that he did not rape. I mean, excuse me. He never denied that he did not date teenagers, teenage girls. Well, anyway, let's get back to Donald Trump's message with the uh, WikiLeaks during the presidential campaign. Donald Trump Jr., All right, President Donald Trump's oldest son, Donald Trump Jr., communicated with WikiLeaks over Twitter direct message during the 2016 presidential race, according to a report in The Atlantic published Monday. According to messages obtained by The Atlantic's Julia Luft, Trump Jr. messaged with the WikiLeaks account between September 2016 and July 2017. Man, the messages were given to congressional investigators probing whether Trump's presidential campaign colluded with Russian officials to influence the outcome of the 2016 election. Did. There's no doubt about it. They they did. Uh, Trump, no, they did. That's why he keeps trying to uh, obstruct justice and lying. (laughs) I mean, it's got to be some people in the White House right now sweating 
and just crapping in their boots right now, just like they were when Mueller announced uh, indictments. And there's going to be more indictments. Indictments. Um, Manafort was just uh, the small fry. He's going up from the bottom to the top to get the big fry until he gets uno, runo, that's Donald Trump. That's Donald Trump because this is bad. This is bad. The messages are mostly from WikiLeaks to the president's son, but Trump Jr. did occasionally, occasionally respond to the messages. Organizations made multiple requests of Trump Jr. asking him to provide his father's tax returns and suggesting that the candidate refuse to concede if he lost the election to the Democratic to Democratic opponent Hillary Clinton. All right, it's saying here that Trump Jr. did not respond to either message. You know, on one occasion, Trump Jr. tweeted in a link to a cache of link of leaked emails after WikiLeaks account messages message him ah this is not good for the trumps this is not good wow i don't understand why you continue to divide the party by dumping on bernie supporters enough it's it's long past anyway Mm. wow They are floating the idea of sending Sessions back to the Senate. Then they will hire an AG that will fire Mueller. This country is being destroyed. Wake up, Donald Trump deplorable supporters. Mm-hmm. They are, yeah, they want to they wanna fire Mueller. They want to fire Mueller because Mueller is getting too close to Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is guilty. And, and each and every time they want to try to obstruct the justice. Every time Donald Trump opens his mouth uh, trying to defend himself against this Russia investigation, he's obstructing justice right out there in plain view. The courts, the judges, the lawyers, everybody is hearing and reading Donald Trump tweets and outbursts and lashes, when he lashes out at people. This is being spread around the world and everybody knows that this guy is crazy. This guy's mentally ill. He should be in a hospital somewhere, not the, not the White House. Now he's over in Asia, uh, embarrassing the country. That's, that's, that's just crazy. But anyway, uh, it's more damaged, um, it's more damage. This is damaging more to the White House on top of all the other garbage that's been coming out of the White House. All the other garbage. I'm guessing Don Jr. doesn't particularly know that emails, tweets, and other forms of communication on any social media can be tracked. He probably didn't know that. He's probably just as naive as his father is. Um, you know, whatever. I'm guessing he's not as educated as thought. Money can buy you a degree, but it cannot buy you common sense and knowledge. Wow. 
All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. We will be right back. Here's Anna Navarro. And we're back now with the roundtable, and I have a feeling you guys are going to have a little different comments than... Political commentator Anna Navarro and Matt Schlapp, chairman of the American Conservative Union. Ferguson to discuss this. And Errol, first to you, I want to talk about the president's reaction. Let me talk to Donald Trump and explain to him that as president of the United States, he represents blacks and Jewish people and Hispanics and people of every color and every creed. And it is his job as president of the United States to stand up for each and every American, to stand up vertically against racism and bigotry. Peddling to racism is just as bad as being a racist. So Donald Trump is either a racist or he's peddling to it, and both are frank, frankly unacceptable and make him unfit to be president of the United States. If you can't be president, if you cannot stand up and represent Americans, you should not be president. And to my party, to the Republicans who are speaking out today, my question is, what the hell took you so long? When someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. For too long, Republicans in Congress, elected leaders, have looked the other way while a misogynist, racist, bigoted pig is in the White House. Let me tell you, we cannot capitulate the office of the presidency of the United States. We cannot capitulate moral clarity. We cannot capitulate principles. We cannot capitulate Republican values and American values. No piece of legislation no bone that he may throw on policy, no regulation is worth cheapening the office of the United States this way. It is breaking us apart. It is not news that's breaking us apart. It is the president of the United States who is causing this news. So Republicans need to stand up, need to grow a spine, and need to reject him. They don't, I'm tired of hearing Republicans say they're disappointed and disturbed by something he says. You know what? When he invites you to the White House, don't yeah. go. When he invites you to dinner, don't go. Do not stand next to him until he starts behaving in a presidential manner. Go and if he can't, you've got to confront him over and over and over and over again. And, Governor, here's, here's, what, here's what folks are saying. Um, those comments today that were at Trump Tower. Now with CNN contributor Frank Bruni, a New York Times op-ed columnist, political analyst Kirsten Powers, a USA Today columnist, political commentator Anna Navarro. Um, Frank, you just heard that. What did you, what did you think? Uh, you know, I, I'm just as stunned as you are, Don, by this notion that Republicans down there are explaining it away or saying that even if it's true, it's really not so bad. It was so long ago. But, you know, that brings up a very interesting question and point. In, in another state, at another time, you would assume that Roy Moore was over, that this was the end of the road. I'm not at all sure. Um, that this will cost him victory in this. It's a, it's a much more complicated situation, and what he's doing, what he's saying is, if you're, if you're holding the hand of cards that he's holding, um, it's probably the right thing. He's saying this is the institutional media rearing its head. I'm going up against all those forces that you've heard our president you know, talk about and malign, and I'm an underdog here. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how voters in Alabama respond to that. I, I want you guys to listen to this. This is Steve Bannon, what Steve Bannon said tonight. Watch this. But it's interesting, the Bezos, Amazon, Washington Post that dropped that dime on Donald Trump is the same Bezos, Amazon, Washington Post that dropped the dime this afternoon on Judge Roy Moore. Now, is that a coincidence? That's what I mean when I say opposition party, right? 
It's purely part of the apparatus of the Democratic Party. They don't make any bones about it. it Drop the dime on on um, Moore and, and Trump. I mean, Anna Trump wasn't a victim. He admitted on tape. The tape said exactly what he said. Bannett tonight comparing the accusations against the you know, GOP Senate nominee to the media coverage of the Access Bannon Hollywood is a racist. Tape. What's your what's your reaction? He's a racist. Uh, first of all, you know, I, I see the game that Steve Bannon is trying to play. He's trying to make this into an establishment Republican versus Trump Republican type of thing. He's trying to make Roy Moore a victim. That could not be further from the truth. This should not be establishment Republican versus Trump Republican. This should be decency. This should be consistency. This should be legality. This man, Roy Moore, one of the things that bothers me most about this story is the hypocrisy of this man who has been going around thumping a Bible and maligning homosexuals. He is a homophobe. He is a racist. He is a bigot who has spoken against Muslims. He thinks Muslims should not be allowed to serve in Congress. Well, you know what? I think a child predator should not be allowed to serve in Congress. That's what we should all be outraged about today. This is not about a civil war within the Republican Party. This is about basic decency and morality and we should not fall prey nobody should for what the game that steve bannon is trying to play again and again how low can our standards go kirsten how should the white house react to this because tonight I, i'm going to tell you this is what they the tonight the white house official urged caution okay about the more allegations but said quote if true then yes there is no path forward okay and this is the same white house you know that we heard from during the uh, Access Hollywood tapes, at least it was the campaign then, and some of the same people are there. But how do you think, how do you think the White House should respond? Scott Jennings just said the president should come out and say he needs to step aside. Well, of course. I, I think that any decent person thinks that that's what should happen. But we have to also remember, think about who the president is and think about the fact that Republicans obviously didn't have a problem with the, you know, more than a dozen uh, accusations against him. And so the idea that somehow they're going to care about accusations uh, against Roy Moore, I don't know why people think that the, these voters are going to end up caring. We see the kind of statements that are coming out of elected officials in Alabama. I mean, really disturbing things. Um, even, you know, some people suggesting that there's just actually nothing even wrong with dating somebody who's 16 or 14 when you're 32 years old if you're not a married man. So, you know, I think that, they, that they've made a calculation that, uh, that the voters aren't going to care. Now, look, the reality is that the, the race is a lot tighter than uh, it, sh it should be. He's only up by about six points, and uh, Donald Trump won the state by 28 points. So... I think it remains to be seen whether or not it'll hurt him or not, but I think Anna's right. He's playing the victim, and he's um, trying to convince people that he's waging this sort of holy war, and he has this evangelical base that's probably going to stay behind him. A 30-year-old man a thirty-year-old man, and a 14-year-old. i I, I, I got to get you um, in here, Frank, because, and, and let me read this. Um, Daniel Dale, you just heard, he was on, uh, and he told me about local Alabama politicians, how they are responding. They're sticking behind more. This is what the state auditor he spoke to the Washington Examiner, and he said this about Moore, okay? He is clean as a hound's tooth. Take Joseph and Mary. Mary was a teenager, and Joseph was an adult carpenter. They became parents of Jesus. There's just nothing immoral or illegal here, Ziegler concluded. Maybe just a little bit unusual. And, and the reason I ask that, right, I'm not, not to, you know, just 
sort of beat a dead horse here, but in recent weeks, and we have talked about this, Frank, you've seen immediate and swift consequences from allegations about Harvey Weinstein, about Kevin Spacey, about Mark Halperin, and others. Why do you think that it is different in the world of politics? I think we have become, and some, part of the answer is we've become so partisan that you look for any sort of rationalization, you look for any sort of excuse to be able to hold on to the candidate who's a member of your tribe. That's part of what's going on here. You know, but it's interesting, I'm glad you mentioned all of those other cases, all those other men, because you know, Steve Bannon is planting the notion that this is only coming out now because the election is almost around the corner and this is a classic you know, democratic or media trick. This is coming out now because women are coming forward now. I, I have to assume that a lot of what set this in motion and brought this to the Washington Post's attention and facilitated what was incredibly thorough and persuasive reporting is the fact that women are speaking up. They're feeling, feeling emboldened when they didn't feel emboldened before. And so if you want to talk about timing here, that's as good an explanation for why we're hearing this story now and not during previous candidacies of, of Roy Moore as any sort of dirty trick by the media or by Democrats. We run stories, you know this as well as any of us, Don, we run stories when we have them. This is when the Washington Post nailed down the story, um, and this is a very disturbing story. You can talk about Mary and Joseph all you want. It doesn't change a thing. Yeah, so listen, here's what, this is what the, uh, the Post says. Neither Corfman nor any of the other women sought out the Post while reporting a story in Alabama about supporters of uh, Moore's Senate campaign. A Post reporter heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships with teenage girls. And then over the ensuing weeks, they talked about who they spoke to, all four women, and they were reluctant to speak publicly. What do you think, Anna? Is this a left-wing conspiracy against Roy Moore? It's not. Look, one of the writers of the story is Beth Reinhardt. She used to be at the Miami Herald. I know her from there. She also was at the Wall Street Journal before going to the Washington Post very recently. Beth spent two weeks in Gadsden, Alabama, researching this story. And one of the very smart things they do, did, first of all, every woman is on the record. Every, the woman's mother is on the record. And one of the smart things they did, you know, is the woman, the one who was 14 years old, says, look, nobody's going to ever accuse me of being a saint. They go and they talk about her bankruptcies and her divorces so that it's not brought out against her. She brought it out herself. This is about hypocrisy. And one of the things that should really bother the people of Alabama, who I hope make the right choice if this guy stays in the race, is that when he, this happened, he was a prosecutor. He was an officer of the court. And after that, he went on to serve as a judge. He was judging other criminals when he himself had issues that should have been putting him in jail had it been, you know, within the statute of limitations. So the hypocrisy of this man, look, the one Republican vote is not worth cheapening the Senate and the institution to the level of having to admit a man who is a sexual predator. Okay. Not now when women are speaking up. You know, the women in Alabama cannot allow this to happen. Yeah. Kirsten, what are the chances that Moore steps aside or uh, the people of Alabama elect someone else if he stays in the race? Uh, well, I don't think he's going to subside. You can already see the way uh, people are rallying around him. Uh, you look at what Steve, and ba Steve Bannon said. You know, Sean Hannity has come out and said a lot of troubling things in support of him as well. So, I, and even if he steps aside, I don't think there's nothing. It's not like anybody can really replace him. So, I, I don't think he'll step aside. And I think 
probably he'll win. But like I said, the race is unusually close for uh, you know a race in Alabama. He should be up by much more, uh, and he's a, already a very controversial person, even separate from this. So. Um, you know, because of that, he could be in trouble. But otherwise, I think he would probably be fine if he wasn't already so controversial. And, you know, Don, there's a reason why you're not seeing Democrats, why you're not seeing Chuck Schumer and other Democrats out there beating the drums on this. Uh, they might actually want him to win. Do you know how badly they're going to beat up the Republican Party? The Republican Party is going to be known as what? The, the, the party that looks the other way and turns a blind eye? when it's about sexual predators and sexual harassment, just as long as we can get a, a Republican in office, that's shameful. Yeah. And give uh, Mary and Joseph analogies. <laughs> so um, we're going to continue to cover this. <laughs> Making the world a better place <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. Donald Trump going on insane Twitter rants is nothing that we're not used to as a country at this point. But on Friday, when it was announced that sealed indictments had been delivered in the Bob Mueller special prosecutor probe, Donald Trump went off the deep end and decided to start tweeting out absolute nonsense to his millions of followers here in the United States. And he did it all as a distraction method to try to make the public forget about the fact that some of his buddies would be going to prison on Monday, or at least uh, not going to prison, but being arrested on Monday. So Donald Trump starts tweeting out stuff about how Obamacare is failing and the Democrats owned this, even though he has literally admitted to sabotaging the program and that's why things are starting to get bad with it. Uh, prior to that, things were actually going quite well with it. He's talking about Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and some kind of crazy uranium deal as if that's anything that anyone cares about or anything that could potentially be skewed as illegal. And he's still out there talking about the Fusion GPS dossier funding, again, saying that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, I guess, should be in jail for funding opposition research, which is literally something that every single campaign does. And as long as they hired a foreign company, uh, a, a domestic company, excuse me, which they did, there's nothing illegal or even unethical about any of that. But Donald Trump in the last week or so, obviously sensing that something was happening within this investigation, has started to sound a lot more desperate and to be quite honest, a lot more guilty. He is constantly talking about Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton. That is his distraction. Fox News is doing the same thing in the last week. 
All they've done is talk about Hillary Clinton. With the exception of Fox and Friends Monday morning after the indictments came out, they were literally talking about Halloween candy for a good 30 minutes instead of actually talking about the real news. Nonetheless, Hillary Clinton has become a massive distraction effort by the Republican Party because that is the only enemy that they still have to run against. So at this point, any Democrat who's out there still praising Hillary Clinton, still bringing her up and making her news is helping the Trump administration. They're helping by showing that, look, Democrats still care about Hillary, so we need to keep attacking her. See them? They're going to run her again in 2020. Democrats are causing as much damage to their own brand right now as Republicans are trying to inflict. And they don't even understand that they're feeding into it. Trump is going to use whatever he can to try to distract the American public from the fact that members of his campaign went to jail today. Hillary Clinton was not involved in that. Hillary Clinton needs to go away and disappear. And she's not even the one bringing herself up at this point. It's Donald Trump and the establishment Democrats. The rest of us are trying to focus on what the hell is happening in this country day to day. And now you've put me in the unfortunate position of having to come out and actually defend Hillary Clinton, which is actually starting to just piss me off even more. Hillary Clinton doesn't matter. Hillary Clinton hasn't done anything illegal. She's not running for president again in 2020. It's done. It's buried. It's over. Move on. Members of the Trump administration committed crimes. And one of those alleged crimes is conspiracy against the United States. That's what we should be talking about. Don't fall for Donald Trump's distractions. Don't fall for the establishment Democrats insistence that Hillary Clinton is a queen. We have to focus on what's actually real. And in order to do that,
All right, welcome back to the George Wilder Jr. Show. As mentioned, woman says Roy Moore attacked her in a car when she was 16. Obviously, he's denying this. This is the fifth woman that has come out and accused this guy, this politician, this Republican, who is running for the Senate in Alabama, Roy Moore. A lot of us never heard of him (laughs) until now. But uh, he's defiantly denying these allegations. Five women and some guy, some guy in his party that knew him uh, a long time ago knew, said that we knew uh, that this guy was dating teenage girls. We didn't know anything. But as I've said, uh, Roy Moore never denied that he dated teenage girls. Dating teenage girls is just as bad because... You know, if you're going to um, sexually molest somebody underage at, in your 30s, she's, she's 14, he's 32, uh, you, whether it's consensual or not, it's statu- that's statutory rape. Even if she consented to having sex with him at 14 and he's 30 or 32, that's statutory rape. That's a federal crime. But this guy is steadfast. He's saying he didn't do it. He didn't do it, but um, she was up there. She's on video with her lawyer, Gloria Albridge. I mean, seems like this particular everywhere, and uh, <laughs> this is bad for him. This is bad for him. I was reading somewhere where uh, uh, politicians, Republicans, are telling, are saying that uh, uh, Trump should should try to push this guy out of office, push him out. Yank him out, uh, not out of office, but to keep him from getting into office, uh, you know, that he should step down and resign and, and just take his name out of the uh, equation. And I'm hearing even if he stepped down and, and uh, resigned, his name would still be on the ballot. So there's people will probably still vote for him, you know, but the, even if he steps down, there's going to be people are talking about maybe a write in candidate. But this, I don't think Roy Moore, with all this pressure on him to step down and all these these young ladies coming out saying that he uh, did this and did that to them when they were 14, 16 years old, I don't think the guy is going to be able to weather the storm, weather this storm. He's done. The Democratic candidate in Alabama is already leading. And he said nothing. He's done nothing. The Democratic uh committee has has done nothing and said nothing in Alabama. They're just letting this just um uh grow legs of it is grow legs of its own and that's what it's doing. Uh, the Democrat is leading and he's done nothing, said nothing. He looks like a, a wimp to me. I mean he looks like he hasn't got a spine in his back as most Democrats do. Um uh, don't sorry. But um uh, this looks this looks like a democratic win, and we've been saying for a long time we should turn every state, every state in America blue, from red to blue. Never ever again in your life vote Republican. If you've been voting Republican in the past, I don't care if you are a Donald Trump supporter. Stop doing it because he's not representing you. He's representing himself. Donald Trump is all about Donald Trump, not you, not me, not his constituency, not the people who put him in office. He's all about himself. 
he's going to take away your health care. They don't seem to see that. I mean, a lot of Donald Trump supporters are proud to be the uneducated. They're proud to be stupid. They're proud, they're proud to be called deplorable. They're proud of it. And, you know, and they know he's deplorable. You know, it's the deplorables voting for a deplorable. They're all in the same, but they don't realize or they can't see or understand that Donald Trump cares nothing about them. He will throw them all under the bus like he's been throwing every one of those Republicans who have gotten in trouble in his circle. He's thrown all, all of them under the bus. He's thrown Jeff Sessions under the bus, Manafort under the bus. <laughs> He's throwing uh, Roy Moore under the bus. You know, I mean, this guy can throw people on the bus. He's not going to throw Putin under the bus, though. He's going to be kissing, smooching all on Putin. I mean, he, Donald Trump is just, he just seems like he just melts and just, oh, when he gets around Putin, he just, Wow, Putin is the boss. Putin, Putin runs things. Putin is the one to tell Donald Trump what to do. Then Donald Trump come back to the United States and hurt America. And I've said this before. I believe these two guys are in cahoots to kill America. I believe they're in cahoots to do everything they can to America to enrich themselves. People are calling Donald Trump a traitor. I'm right there with him. Because some of the things he's done and said uh, during this trip, this 12-day trip of Asia is pathetic. He's meeting with dictators and, and murderers, and he's breaking bread with them. He's dancing with them. They're singing for him while he's grinning and smiling and thinks that what he says and what he does, rep it represents the United States. It does not. When Donald Trump goes abroad, he's not representing the United States. He's representing himself. So he's not totally, totally embarrassing the United States. He's totally embarrassing himself. People got to realize that because I hear folks say all the time, well, Donald Trump is such an embarrassment to the United States. He makes me sick. He's so embarrassing. Half the world knows that 89% of the American people do not like Donald Trump, the world. So, and the world also knows that uh, we do not, condone what Donald Trump says and what he does. Donald Trump is Donald Trump, and they know this. But still in all, the world is laughing at us. Donald Trump has made us a laughing stock around the world. And he thinks Putin is his friend. Putin is not Donald Trump's friend. Putin is playing Donald Trump like a fiddle, and he's falling for it. He's falling for it. This man thinks Donald Trump is as stupid as we do, as silly and goofy and crazy and uneducated as we do. And Donald Trump can't seem to see that because he's all gushy and mushy in the presence of this dictator, the dictator that he wants to be. Wow. Uh, make sure you follow me on uh, Facebook. Follow me on, uh, where else am I? Oh, okay. LinkedIn. We're all over the place. Google. Okay. Uh, uh, 
there's an article here. Let's see. Um, Montgomery, Alabama is a red state. It's a red state. Most of those states in the South are red states. And I never understood that. And those are slavery states. You know, those were slavery states. And and that's where, in some cases, that's where the Civil War was fought because the Civil War was over slavery. Donald Trump didn't know that or he doesn't know that or nobody has told him yet because Donald Trump doesn't have of uh, 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 any history background, any background period of anything. Anyway, another Alabama woman came forward Monday to accuse Senate candidate Roy Moore of of her when she was a minor. Moore was then 30, was a regular patron of a diner when Beverly Nelson, 16 years old in 1977, worked in Gaston, Alabama. Moore then, he wasn't a district attorney offering her a ride home one evening okay none of this has been proven but you know this just another allegation but it sounds very very real i'm quoting he stopped his car nelson said before reporters in new york he parked his car in between the dumpsters sound like i wrote something like that um and then back and then the back of the restaurant where there was no light, the area was dark and I was deserted. And it was de- deserted, okay? I'm reading. I need my glasses, actually. I was alarmed. I immediately, I immediately asked him, what was he doing? Okay? She goes on. Moore began grabbing, okay. This is, uh, Moore began grabbing her breast, Nelson said. Then he locked the car door when she tried to get out. This is damaging for this guy. Nelson said Moore squeezed her neck and attempted to force, attempt, quoting, attempted to force my head into his crouch. Oh, my goodness. He wanted to blow job. This is really damaging. Okay, I'm continuing to quote her. Um, I thought he was going to rape me. Nelson said, sitting next to the lawyer, Gloria Aldrich, at a press conference. I'm quoting her again. I was twisting and I was struggling and I was begging him to stop. At some point, he gave up. And then he looked at me, your child. And, okay, Roy Moore tells her that she's a child and I'm a district attorney. If you tell anybody about this, no one will believe you. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) No one will believe you. Nelson said uh, Moore was assistant district attorney in Gadsden from 1977 to 1982. Okay, Nelson became the fifth woman in less than a week to accuse Moore of inappropriate contact with teenagers in the late 1970s and early 1980s. In a story published Thursday, four women told the Washington Post that Moore pursued relationships with them as teenagers. Wow. And there was a guy uh, affiliated, formerly affiliated with his campaign or around somewhere in his circle said, and this was on CNN, uh, that 
it was common knowledge that more dated teens. And everybody's saying, hey, common knowledge, we didn't know that. I didn't know that. Maybe it was common, common knowledge uh, up and around Alabama, Montgomery, Alabama, or just Alabama in general. Um, but this, this is bad. I mean, this is bad for this guy. I don't, like I said before, I don't think that he's going to survive this. I really don't. Okay, she said, I'm going to quote again. I thought he was going to rape me. I was twisting and I was struggling and I was begging him to stop. This is damaging. This is more damaging than, than, all, than all four of those other women put together who basically said the same thing about Roy Moore. The, uh, I think he's in his 70s now, 71, 72, something like that. But um, what you do when you're young, come back to haunt you when you get older. That's, <laughs> that's no doubt about that. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Hate has no home here. We're always trying to make the world a better place. Be nice to one another, folks. It is so easy. Stand up and defend your country against hate, lies, federal crimes. Take it back. I'm telling you, take it back. Um, Christmas is just around the corner. Um, a good short read, uh, Finding Christmas, is available. My book, my story, Finding Christmas, is available on Amazon Kindle. Check it out. It's Christmas coming. It's a it's a light, warm-hearted Christmas story to make you feel good. Check that out. All righty. George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. During an interview with Politico that was posted online this week, White House advisor, White House aide, whatever you want to call her, White House spokesperson maybe, Kellyanne Conway, took a shot at her critics. Ladies and gentlemen, the George Wilder Jr. Show has now arrived.
Billionaire, uh, philanthropist, and activist uh, Tom Steyer is uh, back with an ad that he has produced uh, calling for Donald Trump's impeachment. And he wanted to put it on a place where he knew that Trump would, would see it. And so, of course, he chose Fox and Friends. Uh, let's see what it looks like. He's brought us to the brink of nuclear war, obstructed justice at the FBI, and in direct violation of the Constitution. He's taken money from foreign governments and threatened to shut down news organizations that report the truth. If that isn't a case for impeaching and removing a dangerous president, then what has our government become? I'm Tom Steyer, and like you, I'm a citizen who knows it's up to us to do something. It's why I'm funding this effort to raise our voices together and demand that elected officials take a stand on impeachment. A Republican Congress once impeached a president for far less, yet today, People in Congress and his own administration know that this president is a clear and present danger who's mentally unstable and armed with nuclear weapons, and they do nothing. Join us and tell your member of Congress that they have a moral responsibility to stop doing what's political and start doing what's right. Our country depends on it. So if you thought that the president might not have seen that because he was doing some important government type stuff, you haven't been paying attention this year. Yes, he watched it. He immediately tweeted about it. Wacky and totally unhinged Tom Steyer, who has been fighting me and my Make America Great Again agenda from beginning, never wins elections, which is a direct response to the charges later. It's not. So look, he's pushing for that. He's, I guess, able to. I'm surprised that Fox actually ran the ad in the first place. Uh, I have recently read, just this week, that their ad revenue is down 17%. So it's possible that they, they can be less money. choosy about the ads. But Fox and Friends is a popular show, I think, at least in the White House. It polls very well. And um, so they decided to run that. Now, Fox and Friends' audience was not happy. They were deluged with torrent, uh, a torrent of tweets and uh, comments on the, the articles about it saying that they had been taken over by commies and Jews and that's why they were doing this, that they were just in it for the money. Mm -hmm. And this, man, audiences really expect uh, consistency in a message because if there's anybody who has earned, for better or worse, protection from the charge that they're not sufficiently pro-Trump, isn't it Fox and Friends at this point? Like well, they've done nothing but help him and praise him for a year. But they run this one ad and people are leaving their show. They're not watching anymore. Yeah, I don't believe them anyway. Yeah, I don't so, believe it. Yeah, look, uh, th that's why they were probably particularly angry. They're like, this is a bubble. You are not supposed to allow that's opposing true. viewpoints into this bubble. Yes. It really disturbs us. But people who huff and puff and say they're going to leave, I mean, just check the comments below. <laughs> okay, they never leave. <laughs> they're like, oh, like the next time. You do this again, but no, there's a lot of like, I'm gonna change the channel. To what? To reality? Like, good luck with that, buddy. I don't I'm know, there's a so lot well. of new right-wing channels. The hotel I'm staying at, there's there's really? so many new ones. Newsmax has a 24-hour channel, true. and uh, uh -huh. what is it, is it One America or something? OAN? Yeah, OAN, yeah, 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 yeah. I, was, I was watching it yesterday. That's true. I was like, uh -oh. maybe they're the friends of Fox and Friends, you know. So I always wonder, I was watching yeah. Fox and Friends, I'm like, who are the friends exactly? And I know who friends? Fox is. Because all those who people are, are employees. Yeah, yeah who are, everyone's being I don't paid see the friends. Yeah. I think That'd be cool if there was a crossover with the actual show Friends. And, and like, That's like what I thought it was. Someone can web that together and like, like, let's have Fox and Friends, you know? Let's have, let's have Steve Ducey dating uh, somebody on that show. They, but they need the 
revenue. I mean, if they're going to keep on paying out, like everyone who accuses their their hosts oh. of, of sexual uh, assault and they have to silence them, thirty-two million dollars for true. Bill O'Reilly, man. You need the money. I get it, Fox. Um, but I actually thought that this was a pretty effective ad. I mean, he's calm. Uh, he is those blue eyes, those like steel blue eyes, <laughs> staring at you as the yeah. camera just slowly pans in. I thought it was effective. Wow. I just thought that the messaging could have been a little different. I think it could have just been like, Donald, seek therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. we know you need help. We want to help you. Step down, buddy. You can <laughs> golf every day. Uh, you can do that anyway. So. Um, my, I want to get Tom Steyer's message too, but for, first, I like Trump's message. Steyer never wins elections. Good reason for that, never run for one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, O for O. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I assume that he means the money that he puts into elections. Yeah. Right. And of course, that's not true either. He's won, he's lost based on who he's funded. Anyway, uh, so. I think that the Steyer ad is, is smart in a lot of different ways. Uh, they, uh, they're going to rally everybody to their own side. It was smart to run it on Fox and Friends to get under Trump's skin, who is, they know cannot help himself and yeah. will give you free publicity. Which is a tactic John Oliver's used a couple of times. He's run ads on Fox yeah. and Friends. Yes. And so really well played. Uh, I think it was super smart. Uh, they're going to get a lot of people on their side. And you know, and Steyer uh, is very wealthy, he's a billionaire, uh, he's a progressive. And he's not looking to take the money that he uses and create benefits for himself like tax cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is not arguing for that, right? And so it's not out of self-interest, except for the fact that the main money that he spends is to try to uh, fight against climate change. So I guess he's got a conflict of interest because he'd like to stay alive. He's got an All right, okay. Yep. And he wants his kids and grandkids to have a planet. Can, can I play devil's advocate for just a second? Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I agree with basically what, what they said there. And certainly he's, he's free to, if he wants to pay for an ad, you can pay for an ad, I guess. It happens all the time, corporations do it. Uh, so, but it does make me a little bit uncomfortable that we have this class of people and some of them are progressives and pro environment and all that, who are so wealthy that they can unilaterally just produce these political ads. And like, I don't know that anything he said there was inaccurate. So maybe this isn't a good example for me to criticize. And I'm glad that Fox ran it. But it is still just more advertising coming from the direct point of view of a billionaire. Like, I agree with this one. But that they can just, like, they could buy out all the ads if they want. The country is billionaire versus billionaire versus billionaire. We just have to hope that the right billionaire wins. And that's a shitty position to be in. Because of that subtitle in that commercial, we we know he's an American citizen. So (laughs) (laughs) that was my favorite part. American citizen. I just love that. Yeah. So well, just okay. in case you're worried, yeah, relax. All right. Well, look, this uh, be balanced here, and uh, I'll join the fray of uh, you know slight criticisms here. Uh, one is uh, American citizen looked really goofy. Totally yes. agree. Like, come on, dude. We, I mean, you could have wrote written Homo sapien, yeah. right? Like human being. We know, we know, we know. Uh, it's like a way of saying not billionaire, not running for office. Okay. But let's keep it real, one day Tom Steyer might run for office, okay, and he is a billionaire. I don't have any problem with billionaires doing the right thing. I love it, that's wonderful. Uh, he should give money to Wolfpack. He can't give money to Justice Democrats because they don't take uh, big donations like that. But he, but Wolfpack does, go ahead. Is this part of the too, <laughs> too strong, too strenuous? <laughs> no, no, okay, okay, okay. nothing to do with that. <laughs> and look, anyway, he's gonna run for office and, and a lot of people signed that petition. That's probably a good move too, I get it. Uh, so.
If you would like your product, service, or your book to be mentioned on the George Wilder Jr. Show twice a day, four days a week, <laughs> right here on the George Wilder Jr. Show, just email the show or email its host for more details. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Folks, the plot thickens. It thickens. Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal speaks about the report that Donald Trump Jr. and the WikiLeaks uh, correspondence in 2016. This is just, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. This is like a movie. This is a good movie. All of this mess that, that Donald Trump is causing in America, him, his family, and his white supremacist friends, once all of this mess is subsided and there is a movie, it's going to make billions of dollars because this is going to be a good damn movie. I mean, it is going to be a hell of a movie. I'm pretty sure this is out there saying, wow, we're getting more stuff <laughs> as it go, Even if it's not true, they're getting more material to work with a future project. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure there's going to be more than one goddamn movie made about this situation. Remember, they've made movies about Abraham Lincoln. They've made movies about um, just about every president we've had so far, at least the most important ones, Abraham Lincoln, Bill Clinton. There's movies about, uh, there was a movie about Barack Obama and, and, and Michelle. It was a love story, but it was a movie. Uh, George Bush, I don't think there was nothing about George Bush. Yeah, that was a movie about George Bush, I think, starring Josh Brolin. There's going to be a movie about Donald Trump, and it's going to be a mess. Anyway, let me uh, uh, do this. Uh, as I was talking about the, the latest woman that came out and accused Donald Trump of, um, uh, I mean, not Donald Trump, but Roy Moore of, of molestation, rape, she um, she has his signature uh, that he wrote uh, in her yearbook back when she was 16. She's she's parading it around on television and on, on the internet. And I'm looking at it right now. Woman says Alabama Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore sexually assaulted her when she was 16. She has proof that she knew him. This is because she's he signed her yearbook when she was 16 and when she was in high school. So he knew her. He but yet if you go down a few uh, articles. He's saying that I don't even know that woman. That's a quote for him. I don't even know that woman. Yeah, but why is your signature and your handwriting is in her her uh, yearbook? You're lying, Roy. You're lying. Okay, let's see what the article says. I don't even know her. He's done. He's he's uh, toast. Follow the latest. This stuff can't drip out, folks. This stuff is running out of the White House. This garbage, this <laughs> the news, the breaking news, it's just running out of the White House. It's not dripping, it's running. Okay, the Roy Moore scandal. Follow the latest. Okay, Alabama Republican Senate nominee. Okay, Roy Moore candidacy, candidacy is pearl in pearl. These days after the Washington Post published a report that he pursued relationships with teenagers. 
And I believe it, including a 14-year-old girl while he was in his 30s. And as I've mentioned on the show earlier, there was a guy, a former uh, a campaigner or somebody within his circle saying that it was common knowledge that he dated teenage girls. It was common knowledge. Wow, now he's lying. And and this woman, this latest woman, this fifth woman, has his, has his signature in her high school yearbook. And now he's saying, I don't know that woman. I, I don't know nothing about that. A growing number of GOP politicians have called for him to step aside, including Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. I can't stand Mitch McConnell. On Monday, a fifth accuser uh, came forward saying Moore sexually assaulted her when she was a teenager. Moore, this guy should be in jail. I mean, he should not be running for Senate, for the Senate. He should be in jail, handcuffed alongside with Donald Trump. Moore has denied the claims and said he will not drop out of the race. <laughs> and a lot of people are saying Donald Trump should push him out. Donald Trump is not going to push this man out of the race because Donald Trump is the same thing as this guy is. <laughs> He's the same thing. You know, how many women, I mean, you had tons and tons and tons of women, women coming forward uh, to say that Donald Trump molested them and he wind up, he ended up being president. We got one of them. We got one of them in the White House. So why would he push this guy out uh, out of the race when he's one himself? Actually, if you think about it, the Trump administration don't give a damn about women. They couldn't give two craps about women. Uh, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, these folks don't give a damn about women. They'll say anything to try to get your vote. They'll act as if they care when they don't, and you know they don't. They just say, uh, well, uh, he should drop out. By Mitch McConnell saying that, he's he's hoping to probably uh, to to get reelected. You know, people will feel remorseful, forgive him, or whatever, and so they don't, you know, wipe them. So Democrats won't wipe them out in in the uh, midterms come uh, November 2018. So. This stuff is just running out of the White House. This stuff is just running out of our government. You know, you, you can't really focus on the previous scandal because you, you have the latest scandal. It's always back. <laughs> it's always backed up by a, a, the latest scandal. You're trying to focus on what happened over here. All of a sudden, bang, you're being sideswiped with another scandal. Uh, involving the White House. There is no doubt about it. Russia played a big part in getting Trump elected. He knows it. They know it. And he's over there right now. He's over, He was in Russia, uh, fooling around, palling around with Vladimir Putin and uh, thanking him for, <laughs> for getting him, making him president. Yeah, he knows it. So, you know, there's no doubt about it. Once again, Russia helped Trump get elected to office the president of the United States. Russia helped him. Therefore, Trump is not a real president. 
That's the truth. Trump is a fake president. He's not a real president. Once it's found out that he colluded with Russia and it will be and it will be found out because it is true. It's true. He knows it's true. That's why we haven't seen his taxes. He knows it's true. Once it's found out that he has colluded with Russia and he's on his way out of the White House, hopefully in chains, going to prison, Hillary should be installed as president. Hillary Clinton should be installed as president or we should have a do-over election. One of the two. Either Hillary Clinton is installed, she's got most of the popular vote, or we should have a do-over immediately after he is taken out in handcuffs. And, and he is guilty of sin. Donald Trump has incriminated himself more <laughs> than any person in history for somebody who's saying that he didn't do it or he wasn't colluding with Russia. He has incriminated himself so badly. I mean, he doesn't even know how to hide. His guilt is out in front, and he constantly doubled, doubles down on being guilty, like constantly obstructing justice out in plain view, in plain view of everybody, obstructing justice, wanting to fire Mueller. If he fires Mueller, you know, it, this thing is probably over because he's going to put somebody, if if he's tr- going to get somebody to replace Mueller, he's going to put somebody in there that's going to uh, make sure that he doesn't go to jail. And we don't want that. We don't want that. Some people in some Republicans already are calling for him to be fired, the special counsel to be fired. Paul Ryan said nothing's going to happen to him. I don't know if that's going to stick or not. You know, but there are, are Republicans in calling for Bob Mueller, the special counsel, to be fired, which is ridiculous because they feel that he may be coming after them. And I hope he. Last time I heard that he had 17 sealed indictments. I don't know how true that is, but I did get it from a uh, uh, credible source. I haven't heard anything about it. And I was posting, I posted something like that on Facebook, that there were 17 sealed indictments. You know, and it 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 may be true, it may not be true, but, you know, that's um, to be seen, hopefully in the near future, real uh, quick before Trump blows us, blows us all up, you know, because that guy, he wants to fight. He wants a war. Excuse me. Trump wants a war because he feels that if if there is a war, he'll be able to keep his job no matter what, even if he's guilty. But I don't think so. I think if Trump goes off and starts a war just to try to keep his job, I still think he will still be taken out of the White House in leg irons and handcuffs. All right, it's 7.20 p.m. in the city of Chicago. I hope it's great and wonderful where you are. I hope you're not depressed or, uh, uh, or, or anything like that. Stay positive. Uh, it's a mean world, but uh, the George Wilder Jr. Show, we're here to try to make the world a better place. Every time I say that, it just gets more effed up. But we're still here, and we're still going to try and do it because we can do it. And vote Democrat. Vote Democrat. Make every state out here a blue one. The Republicans, uh, there's too much evidence that these guys are crooks, criminals, and they want to take away your freedoms, your democracy, your rights, 
they don't give two craps about the Constitution. Donald Trump broke every amendment to the Constitution, and the Republicans in Congress, uh, they're turning a blind eye to this thing. So we, the people, 330 million people in the United States, 330, and we got a few assholes in Congress. Now, who's the boss? We are. We are. Collectively, collectively, we are the boss. 330 million of us, folks, and a few dummies in Congress. Collectively, oh, I said it correctly, then I said it okay. <laughs> Collectively, we can take this country back. We can take this country back. Because right now, Donald Trump is taking America over the damn cliff. We're halfway down in the gutter. We have to pull, pull America back from the abyss. Because Donald Trump is taking it there. The Republicans are taking it there. They're all crooks. I'd like to see Paul Ryan, uh, Mike Pence, Donald Trump, Jeff, and a few others, uh, people, people in his family, all of them in leg chains, just marching out of the White House <laughs> on their way to prison, in prison garb. That would be so wonderful. That would be the greatest greatest Christmas gift ever to the United States because we all know that these guys and girls in the White House are goons, thugs, gangsters, nasty, honorary, dishonest people. They are in the White House. We, the people, 320 million of us, Americans, minus those who cannot vote, but they can they can uh, show their concern. They can march. They can protest. There's 300 million of us. I don't see how they can do this. The only way the Republicans are doing what they're doing because they feel though we're weak and we're not going to do anything. Uh, we're not going to. We're just going to uh, sit back and take it. Don't ever sit back and take it. Get up. Do something. Get out. Make phone calls. Protest. Email. Do something. Show these assholes in Congress that you are the boss. You are the boss. You voted to give them their job. You're the boss. Take action. Do not sit and wait for someone else to do your job for you or to battle or to fight your battles for you. Fight your own battles. That's We have too many people in this country sitting back, laying back, hoping that somebody come from somewhere and lead them into bliss. It ain't going to happen. You have to lead yourself into bliss. You don't want your happiness taken away. You don't want this taken away because they're out there to do it. You have to You have to uh, get up off your butt and do something about it. You have to get up off your butt and do something about it. And, and uh, that's what I'm doing. I mean, every day I'm doing something about it. But I can't do it by myself because we have to do this collectively. Some people were talking about overthrowing uh, or a coup or something. I don't know about all of that, but if it if it gets us our country back, I'm all for it. If it gets us our country back, there's no way I will not be for it. 
everybody for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Thank you and tune in all week. We're going to have some great guests on the show, Some maybe some surprises. Who knows? <laughs> I try to make the show fun. Hopefully it's fun. I know a lot of people don't like politics and they don't want to get into it. But as I've said before, pay attention to what's going on in your country. You're paying taxes. You work here every day. I mean, whatever happens in Washington affects your bottom line. Pay attention. It's your country. All right. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Have a great evening on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Bye-bye. Yeah,